Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. Our next workshop is coming up May 17th through the 19th in Florida, just outside Orlando. Space is limited, so call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY to register. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Glad that you've decided to join us. My name is Jonathan, and uh, Stephen Cervantes is here with me today. So, how yes, you thank you. Glad to be here. Excited. It is always good to be here. And uh, listeners, thank you for um, being part of the program. If uh, if you're brand new to the show, welcome. We're glad that you're you're with us. Um, for those of you who've been with us a while. I uh, just want to remind you that we are a listener-supported broadcast, so that just means that the way you're hearing us, seeing us, all that kind of stuff, is because uh, people have donated to us. So we don't have we don't have sponsors or anything like that. As much as I would love for Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> to just finally sponsor, I mean, I, I give them enough money, you know, <laughs> I can't can't get enough of their That's cinnamon crazy. raisin bagels. But uh, Dunkin' doesn't seem to have an interest in, in sponsoring us. So, uh, but please, if you'd like to learn about the ways that you can come alongside and partner with us, just go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link. So, Stephen, I I always love here. You know, one of the core values here at our ministry is story, and so Good. we always love hearing stories. And I love hearing stories of when you see husbands and marriages just transform. You see mm-hmm. them go from a place of crisis and just almost utter despair mm-hmm. to just a whole new dynamic of of real intimacy and and true connection. And so I think. You've got one husband's story to share with us, yes. kind of over a, a one year plus period. Yes, and I'd love for us to unpack that a Jump little bit. Jump in. So uh, I was blessed with a brother saying it's okay to share a few of these thoughts, and I so appreciate uh, this brotherhood um, of men who are willing to say, "Yeah, help my brother. If this can help my brother, help my brother. Mm-hmm. I want to help my brother." because I need help too. And so this is a community of brothers helping each other and sisters helping each other and brothers and sisters helping each other. And I so. will say I'm 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 purposely putting this episode under kind of our marriage category even though there's going to be a lot of highlight on this husband. I think this is a program that will also have a tremendous blessing for wives and couples, right? Yeah. Because I mean, when you start to see uh, a husband, quote unquote, get it. 
you know, mm-hmm. and start to see things change. That has such a powerful impact on a wife and on a family. Yes. And so hopefully this will bless marriages out there as well. When a lot of this thinking applies, if, even though we're talking about a husband, it applies to a wife. Absolutely, you know, we're yeah. So we're made by the same God. There's so much co- commonality between us. Mm-hmm. So this this husband's looking back 12 months later. He's looking back at his life. And he's sharing a few thoughts. He said, in the beginning, I thought the distance to making the change was too far. Wow, it's way over there. I have to be that person. I've been this person for years and years and years. And and it's worked okay. Now it's breaking down in me and in our relationship. It's so far. Mm. To have to go, I don't know if I can make it. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, you know, when when we have guys that come to the workshop uh, and we start casting a long vision, but they're in the midst of the crisis, it's often time, hard for them to have that sense of the long vision, yeah. right? Because it's like I gotta figure, I gotta know, can I get through the next day? You know, that's it. I mean, especially with the state of my marriage and all this kind of stuff. So I think there is a there is a balance to be had of saying there's some immediate needs that are real, but let's start painting that picture of a new reality that can that can be far better than what you've known in the past. But it is daunting. That's a good it way. Old reality, new reality, right? And it's doable. Yeah. One step at a time, one day at a time, right? We're told just Absolutely, take it one yeah. day at a time, one decision at a time, right? Because he said, if I had to describe myself 12 months ago, these are words I would use confused, surviving, lost, and escaping. Mm. Those were my best tools for coping with life. And that is the definition of somebody that's bound up in an addiction, right? I mean, it's just you're just trying to survive, and it's it's depressing. There is there is a sense of lostness. I I remember distinctly in my own journey of addiction, there being this this point. It was actually within like the first year or two of my marriage where I did feel like I stepped off a cliff. In, in other words. There was a point for years and years where I felt like I'm I'm juggling, I'm spinning the plates, uh, I'm I'm balancing all of this, and then there was a point at which I just felt I felt like I fell off a precipice and I'm I'm just I'm falling. I, I have no, but there's, there's no, no point of reference for right. which I can hold on yeah, to. Yeah. I don't I'm know just, this path. I'm lost. I'm totally lost. Yeah, that's powerful. I've got no solid ground to stand on. The railings aren't here. The, yeah, what's north and what's south and Right, I'm I'm out in the unknown, mm-hmm. right? But that has possibility instead of just living in the known, right? Yeah, yeah. So he said, if I looked at my life and was honest, I would have to tell you every day I was exhausted, mm-hmm. coping with life, escaping, running away, not dealing with my pain, putting up with my wife's pain. There were children making noise and job demands. It was a daily battle. I existed pretty well, which meant 
our marriage existed pretty well. And my wife and I, we coexisted pretty well. Yeah. That's as good as it got. Well, I think about that, and I think about, I like that word when he talks about I existed. And and I think, you know, sometimes things are easy to define and sometimes they're hard to define. And I think sometimes when we think about the difference between existence and life, I think when we hear that, most of us know there's a difference, even if we can't quite define it. Like, we know the difference between simply existing, like something is, mm-hmm. versus life. Like, is there real life in this person? Is there real life in oh, this marriage? Yes. Creativity and energy so and even freedom if, and hope. Even if we find it hard to fully define and kind of really neatly package what that is, we go, oh, I get it. So, for instance, when I see a, when I go to a funeral and I see a casket that's open, I see a body that exists. That body's there. It's real. I can literally touch it. It's not alive. <laughs> I was going, it existed. No, it exists. It exists it really right now. Yeah, There's a body not... right there right now. Yeah. But you know it's not alive, and you can tell. because You can just yeah. tell. The life has left that body. It's the same body of that person, but it's not alive. Whoa. And so I think that's part of what he's describing here. It's, you're sort of like a dead man walking. You know, I'm kind of like... I exist, That's but there's no life in me. You know? You, you know, as you get older, you go to more funerals and mm-hmm. you see dead bodies. And you go, this person was so alive. Yeah. Right? And now it's their frame. It's their structure, but the spirit within them. Okay. So he he says, I never let my wife in. It was too scary. Um. So I had to live sort of a superficial, external, go through the motions kind of life because I didn't want her to know me. Mm -hmm. But she wanted to know me. She she begged. She asked. She cried. She wanted to know me. But I didn't let her in. Can I propose something here that seems kind of weird? But um, This is where I feel like behavior-only approaches to recovery fall so short is because when I'm hearing this, I'm hearing this guy say, I didn't want to let her in. I didn't want to. I'm hearing a guy that probably, if he's brutally honest, and if we asked him some really pressing questions, doesn't even know himself. That's where I was going. That was my next line in this. That's perfect. So the thing is, is here's a guy who – I, I, I didn't let her in. And my question would be, would you know what to let her in to? Yeah. Because do you know yourself? Oh, what does that mean? And so what I mean by, in, behavioral, my garbage, pro- my what I mean by behavioral approaches then falling short is then a guy cleans up behavior and he's like, he might even have the desire of, wife, come on in and look at what I'm doing. Oh, and then yes. she says, well, that, that's neat and good, but I want to know you. And he goes, I don't know me. Right? That's it. So behavioral cleanup doesn't mean you now have personal self-knowledge of like, who am I really? How do I? So I I stop my bad behavior. That's good behavioral cleanup, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't have the depth or the awareness. The language. I don't know how to speak about who I am. That's good. Do we plug the webinar the webinar now about learning emotions? And Absolutely, leadership? yeah. It's a good lead into a Yeah, so we've webinar. been doing a seven-part series on emotional training for men. If you want to learn more about that, 
it's on the website at puresexradio.com under webinars. There you go. So I have to repeat, because I have to go back to the punchline here. It's like, I never let my wife in. I was too scared. I was doing all the right things superficially. I didn't... um, I didn't want her to know me, and she desperately wanted to know me, but I didn't know me. Mm -hmm. I live in confusion, avoidance, escaping, coping, surviving, getting through the next day, balancing and getting just enough to get over the line to get my job done, my life done, my church done, my my daddying done, my husbandry done, my dishes done. Right. Well, I, and I hear all kinds of other stuff, too, because when he talks earlier about, you know, being lost, that's another part of confusion. The other thing, too, is when you think about somebody who is um, likely also been running a very sophisticated shame dialogue in his head. That may be his. That may be the only self knowledge he has is all these shame lies. Ooh, so if somebody said, "Hey, let's unpack your life," it would all come through that shame grid. He doesn't actually know yeah. who he is as a child of God, made in God's image, and yeah. you know. He would say, "Well, uh, you know, I'm stupid. I'm dumb. That's the shame talking, right? right? Yeah. I failed a lot. I'm told, uh, you know, and I'm a big disappointment to a thousand people. Uh, why wouldn't you think I'm a disappointment? You know? Exactly. Yeah. You're listening to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Visit us on the web at puresexradio.com." Thanks, listeners, for giving us that short little break. We actually had to pause because we had a webinar that we needed to do, but uh, we're back now, and we're going to continue on now with this this one man's story and of his marriage and just his recovery. And we were kind of spending the the first half here of kind of looking back, right? Yes. He was looking back. He was exhausted. He was lost. He was just you know never let his wife in, and just kind of the reality of what things were like before really getting serious about dealing with his secret, right? Yes. With his struggle. So why don't we now shift and start looking at yeah, he, what does it look like moving forward? Well, and he said, I'm going to stand on this place and look back. Because the first part of the program was me looking forward, saying, wow, look how long and hard and far. And I'm going to get these old skills uh laid down so I can pick up new skills. And and he says, I got to tell you one thing about today. I can tell you with certainty that God is changing me. Mm, I love that. I do too. I'm moving. I'm more fluid. I'm more insightful. I'm more restful. I'm not stuck. I used to be stuck and I could tell you my five bad habits. Escaping hiding, lying, having secrets, being stunted. Mm. I did those over and over and over, and now I see I was so enmeshed and stuck in those things. I'm not there, and God's getting all the glory for the movement. I love, I absolutely love hearing this. I love hearing when guys start start sensing God move. And, and the thing that I see in this man and I see so, in so many men when they start realizing that God is changing them mm-hmm. is they recognize the things they've had to lay down. Mm. 
escaping, hiding, yes. lying. Guess how God is changing him? He's handing those things over. Mm. And and there is a and I know this is a word that so many men cringe at, but there is a surrender mm. that occurs when a man starts experiencing the change that God can do in his life. Because here's one thing I I discovered is um when when Jesus talks in in Revelation about him standing at the door and knocking, he is a an unbelievably patient gentleman, and he'll stand at that door and knock. <laughs> and he may whisper every now and then and say, "Hey, I, I know you're lying in there. <laughs> I know you're escaping in there. Uh, I know you're hiding in there. But I'm going to stand here and knock, and and I'm not going to beat the door down." I'm not going to come crashing through the front door, yeah. but I just want to keep reminding you, you know, knock, 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 knock. I'm going to keep knocking here. Yeah. And as soon as you surrender and you open that door, th- I, I will be happy to come in and, and fellowship and dine and, That's and things can change. But That's I love fabulous. hearing that because it means a guy's opened the door. It means a guy has Right. It doesn't mean I have to run down the street to get Jesus, right? I have to go figure out where'd he go to. Cause He's he been left, standing there knocking the whole door time. went out to have enjoyed somebody else. No, he's still knocking on Absolutely. my door pursuing me. Yeah. I love that. So this gentleman says, you know, I didn't know that I didn't know. <laughs> and that line I've heard right. a few times, I didn't know that I didn't know this stuff. But I've started to look at my own self and my Mm -hmm. life and my emotions and what I've done. And I'm starting to let my wife see me more. Yeah, that's the thing that I always love hearing too is because, you know, this is the same guy that said, I wouldn't let her in, but it's probably also the same guy that didn't have any self-awareness. He didn't know what to let her in to. And now that he's laying down all of these old coping mechanisms, and he's beginning to to let God really have his way, now he's got something to invite his wife into that's got real substance and value and and uh, good to it. Right? So this, this line is making, is triggering something in me right now because I've often thought people know something that I don't know, mm-hmm. and I can't figure out how to be successful. They they know something, and because you see people like succeeding and doing things and golden and and positive, it's like what do they know? What do they know? There's something they know I don't know, and I think this has sort of haunted me. There's something that I don't know, and I don't even know that I don't know it, and and I better keep looking for it because you know yeah. every now and then you ask me, you know, what drives me? It's like I'm looking for things I don't know. Because I don't want to get to the end of life and go, well, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. And I didn't even know I didn't know. I just didn't know. I'm I'm here at the end of my life and I didn't know. I was doing all the wrong things and I was in the wrong space and, and I was limited and small. I didn't know. You know, I was running around the same block and I, did, I there was a big city, but I, I went around the same block. I didn't know I was stuck in a... You know, right. I don't know if that sounds bizarre to you or not. You didn't know there was a whole other community out there, That's right? That's <laughs> it, yeah. And I was doing the same little thing over and over and over again. Right. So so if I'm honest, that that's a fear that's sort of driven me to keep searching, keep pursuing, keep learning. And and also I know we serve an infinite God. That the, mm-hmm. And every time I thought, okay, I've got this one little thing. And I thought, okay, I'm going to keep it because it's going to make me special. I have this one little thing. 
It's like I'm I'm stuck. I'm done. As soon as they yeah. give it away, he gives me more and more and more. It's like, you know, we're never going to get to the end of this journey. Well, and the thing I like about this is put this into the context of his marriage, right? Yes. Is when you when you now open yourself up and you recognize that I'm I'm growing and I'm learning, and now yes. my wife can step into that. But guess what? She's growing and she's learning too. Yeah. So now together, yes. you're kind of in this this infinite space of learning, because and learning from each other. That's and what I mean. Sharing the learning and so if we're willing to open ourselves up to each yes. other, did you know I have so I, Elaine and I have been married for over 23 years now, and what I'm learning with each passing year is there's way more to know about Elaine. Wow. A lot of times you think, man, twenty plus years. Yeah. What else is there to know about each other? That's fabulous. But if we're constantly learning and growing, each other. we can constantly be learning and, and growing we have from to each other. A safe place. Yeah. You know, and so that we can do that work, right? Where nobody's judging or shaming, and and you know, it takes a long time to get that rhythm of safety and protection and open and honesty. We got to get past some baggage. Yeah. And this guy's saying, after twelve months, I'm past some old baggage that's been hindering me. It's been hindering us. That's good. And so he says, I'm learning, I'm growing, and I like it. <laughs> and he said, I know one thing. If I fail, I will get up again. It's, it's, it's a given. I will get up. It's not maybe I will or sort of and I'll wait around a few days down on the ground. No, if I fall down, I will get up again. The only the only way that I would reconstruct that sentence for my own life is say when I fail. <laughs> That's too I good. I will get up and try again. That's I've been on this journey long enough and I'm not talking necessarily about sexual things, but the reality yeah. is is that hey, we stumble in all kinds of ways. The right. Bible even says that. We stumble in all kinds of various ways. So what I've found is even in my own life as maybe I don't stumble the same way that I did mm. 20 years ago, I still stumble. Yeah. But I love the the sort of the the promise and aspirational language of but I will get up. Yes. You know. And the determination because he says I have changed. Mm. I have changed. It has taken me months. And we're looking back over 12 months. It's taken me months. But from here I can see where I once was. Mm. Isn't that great? Yeah. I can look back and see the small thing and the brokenness, the hiding. I can see where I was. You know what I love about this? So the the way I would put this almost in in uh, like geographical language is here's a man who has been in the forest in a valley and mm. he's and he's been lost in this forest in a valley and and he starts, and somebody puts him on a path, and somebody starts leading him on a path, the someone being Jesus, starts leading him on this path, and he finally took the guy's hand and said, okay, yeah, you know the way out of here? And he says, oh, absolutely. And he's been still navigating through this whole force, but he doesn't realize that the elevation is starting to change. Mm. And as he gets 12 months down the road, he realizes he's now standing in the foothills of a glorious mountain. Uh, and when he looks back, he has a new vantage point of height uh, and elevation that he good. goes, I was in that. Oh, oh, I yeah. No wonder I was lost. Uh, that thick forest down there in the valley, I couldn't see where I was going. And so I, I, that language kind of so makes good. me think of he's on a path now that's changing the elevation. Yeah. And and when he does look back, he has a whole new perspective on what he was in. That's good. 
Now that is a good metaphor, but he has a good word picture too. Okay, let's go for it. And this is what he said to me. He said, it's like I've owned a house, but one wing of my house had to be torn down Mm. and a new wing had to be built. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Isn't that powerful? Aren't there things, old things that must die and fall away and be left behind and discarded? This immediately makes me think of the famous quote from C.S. Lewis when he talked about, you know, when we really give and surrender control of our lives to Christ, and for a while he comes in and it feels pretty comfortable. And then next thing you know, he starts knocking down all the walls and he start, it starts getting very uncomfortable, mm. and you think, what's going on here? And the reality is, is you begin to recognize that he didn't have plans to come into your life to live in a small cottage. He had, <laughs> he had plans to come and live in your life and make it fit for a king. So he has to build a palace. So he's knocking a wing out here. He's building a terrace out there. And and I think that's kind of what this guy is saying. I, I, I had this house, and and— I kind of built it myself and it was a little shack and, and I had built these wings on here and I was, but the reality is, is now the change that has to take place is a complete renovation mm. of this space. Well, and, and I, and it's good. I see it, I sort of see it a little differently in that he said, look, I, I, I have a body and a life and a history, but I have this secret wing over here where I've been doing my bad stuff. And, mm-hmm. Right. And that, that has to be shut down. Yeah. And and when I shut that down, it's going to free me up and I'm going to build a space. And so we're talking about marriage stuff here, too, where not where I can the wing where I'm alone and I do my little yeah. secret stuff. But I, I'm building a wing where my wife and I can go and and grow and know and rest. And well, with that metaphor, it's almost like, you know, he'd spent years building a dark room. You know, there was yeah. no windows yeah. and only big enough for him to go into. And now he's building like a sunroom yeah. that's, that's, yeah, that's built for it. community. And, and can, it's, there's a second story. There's windows. Look out and, and yeah. we sit out there. My wife and I, we live in the light. And, yeah, absolutely. And she talks and I talk. I'm not alone. I don't have secrets. I'm dirty, you know. Yeah, I like that. He says, still, I know I'm not done yet. And I must practice daily discipline. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, I may slip back. Yeah. Because I know myself. I know myself. And I think that's part of that is such a great picture because previously it's like, I don't want to let my oh, wife in. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know. But, but the reality yet. is, I don't want to let my wife in because I don't know me. Yes. And even the parts of me that I, that I think I know, they're so shrouded in shame mm. that they're distorted. Yes. And now what he's realizing is God is changing me. Uh, this wing of my house that's been dark and desolate and, and only for me has now been replaced with this place that's light. And and now I have an understanding of myself that is both sober. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is it's sobering because I realize I realize how easily I can stumble. I realize oh. how easily I can go back. But it's also growing. Meaning yes. I'm, I'm inviting the right people into this space to live with me and sharpen me and grow with me. Mm. I just love the contrast here, you know, where it's like his knowledge of himself has grown and matured because he's stepped into the light and he's letting God change him and transform him. 
Um, anyway, oh, this is just oh, wonderful. And I think great. what's happened then in his in his relationship, mm-hmm. obviously, is beautiful too, because now the two can really become one and not be not coexist. That's what he had said before, right? We existed. We sort of coexisted in our marriage, mm-hmm. and what I'm hearing in this new language is, "Hey, there's a new there's a new place in our house that I'm that is yes. for the two of us, and we can get Sweet to know each life, other. Hope, joy, new, fresh creation, right? Yeah. I want to thank you guys mm-hmm. for for listening to our podcasts and blessing us and being here and and um, you know it encourages us. We get feedback. Absolutely, yeah. Couple of guys said I've listened to a hundred. One guy said I've listened to five hundred podcasts, and it's like I've often thought we've been on a journey together. And this one guy said I, I traveled through Europe and I can't understand the language, but I play your podcasts, and it's like wow, what a blessing! So we send out blessings to you, and you guys send blessings back, and we say thank you. And and Ron actually did say it was okay that I mentioned him on the name. He's probably our gold star <laughs> listener. He's been with us for years. He's listened to probably almost every single podcast. And uh, so we're we we'll we'll just unofficially dub Ron the uh, the you know podcast listener of the century. <laughs> uh, but because we value story at our ministry yes. and we shared the story, we we know that you've got stories too. So if you would like to share those with us and just Maybe you want some help along the way. Maybe you see yourself in this man or in this in this couple's story, and you recognize you haven't maybe reached this point where he's at, or you're somewhere in this on a stage here. We want to be able to help you move through these stages to to move to this place of greater growth and insight. So please reach out to us. Yes, uh, you can do so on our website at puresexradio.com or through Twitter at puresexradio, and we will see you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. God Take bless. care. Keep growing. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.